Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily. Today I'm joined by Janice Chinkonko. Hey everyone. So today we're going to be talking about some common health food myths. So for many of us, um, when we're trying to make the decision to eat healthier, that means heading straight to the health food aisle at the grocery store and grabbing products that are labeled as low-fat or low-sugar, gluten-free, natural. But really, can we trust these health claims? Well, unfortunately, not 100%. The world of nutrition is often confusing and misleading, and lurking behind the health claims in all the natural-looking packaging hides high amount of sugar, sodium, unnecessary calories, and food marketing trickery. You know, Em, you're actually very right on this. The unfortunate fact is that health foods are not always what they appear to be. Oftentimes, I see items at the grocery store that appear to be really healthy, but when I look at the nutrition label, I'm shocked to see what ingredients are on there, and it's actually not very good for me at all. Yeah, it's really frustrating. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was at the grocery store, and I was picking up a green juice as a treat. Side note, if you haven't listened to the podcast about juicing, go back and listen to that. There you will learn that juices really aren't that great for you, and we'll talk about it a little bit further in this episode. Um, but just know it was a treat. I grabbed the drink, and I headed out, and I drank it quickly in the car. And I, after I drank in the whole thing, looked at the label and realized that the serving size on the nutrition label was two. So what I thought had 25 grams of sugar in it, actually had 50. And I just really realized how hidden sugars can be. And it just goes to show that unless you're intentionally reading the nutrition label, you can't trust the packaging to make a healthy choice. It just seems like there are, you know, are a lot of items out there that many people think are healthy, and I'm really putting my fingers here, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but may not realize that they actually aren't, which is why we'll talk about six common food items here today that are health food imposters. <laughs> the first item on our list is agave nectar. Agave. So for those of you who haven't heard of agave... Agave is marketed as a low glycemic sweetener. It's liquid form of sugar. And a lot of times you'll see it um, in health food stores as kind of the healthy option in terms of sugar. This is a big trick. (laughs) And I want to be able to explain why. So sugar is made up of two components, glucose and fructose. Glucose can be Uh, broken down in any cell of your body, whereas fructose can really only be broken down in your liver. Mm -hmm. What many people don't know is that agave is actually higher in fructose than high fructose corn syrup. And a lot of us know that high fructose corn syrup is bad for us, so why wouldn't agave be the same? The problem is when your body gets overloaded with fructose and it's only being metabolized by your liver, Mm -hmm. your liver gets overloaded and it turns it into dangerous belly fat, Mm -hmm. triglycerides, and it actually can lead to insulin resistance. So while it's true that in the short term, it won't spike your blood sugar Mm -hmm. because it's being metabolized in your liver, it can often do a lot more damage 
than if you were just to eat regular table sugar. So something to keep in mind um, when you see agave, know that a better liquid sweetener would be something like honey mm -hmm. because it does have a higher glucose than fructose ratio. Right. And so the takeaway here is that excess sugar consumption, both in the glucose and fructose form, are harmful, but agave can increase those harmful effects. Um, and the next one on our list is granola. So speaking of high sugar snacks, granola is also on that list. So for many of us, granola is a great snack to throw on top of yogurt. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the packaging you'll see says natural, high in protein, but just keep in mind that most granolas have a lot of sugar. Also, the other thing to keep in mind is the serving size. Right. In about a quarter cup of granola, there's about 100 to 130 calories. Right. And so that comes down to a lot of sugar. So what you want to be mindful of is just making sure that you're keeping that quarter cup serving size or less. And when you're choosing a granola, look for one with less than six grams of sugar. Right. And so, Emily, just really to recap the amount of sugar that we can consume on a daily basis, that's added sugar. So what we mean by added sugar is not naturally occurring in the food items, so things that are processed. Can you um, break it down how many grams we can have as a female per day and then as a male per day? Absolutely. So it's recommended that women eat no more than 24 or 25 grams of sugar a day, and for men, it's 36. Okay. To Janice's point, added sugar means any sugar that is artificially added to a product. So that doesn't include sugar that comes from dairy, from fruit, mm -hmm. from breads, but it does include naturally occurring sugars. I know that's a little confusing, but stick with me here. Naturally occurring sugars would mean honey, maple syrup, mm -hmm. coconut sugar. These sugars that you may think are better for mm -hmm. you, and sometimes they do have more micronutrients, but they still need to be counted as added sugars because they're not naturally occurring in a product they're added separately to make something sweeter. Right, and so um, just to add on to Emily's calculation here for male um, versus female consumption of sugar, for a male it's 36, and to get our teaspoon amount, you divide that by four. So that equals nine teaspoons of added sugar a day. And for a female, we said 25. So mm -hmm. it breaks down to uh, about, doing my math real quick. <laughs> six, I believe six grams of sugar a day. Sorry about that. I'm a little slow this morning. So, um, yeah, let's wrap up with granola. So, basically, the takeaway would be um, keeping to, Emily said, a serving size, about a quarter of a cup serving, and just keeping in mind when you're purchasing it to read the food label and keeping it no more than six grams per serving. Absolutely. And you'll see the theme of this podcast today is check the nutrition label. We're going to keep referring back to that because that is the best way to find out whether a food is actually good for you. Now, um, I really enjoy myself making my own salad dressings, just like a simple vinaigrette with olive oil and balsamic vinegar. But, you know, a lot of them, you know, just out of convenience are marketed as low fat. Well, oftentimes people are more apt to grab the low fat option, especially since it's on the bottle marketed, in a, you know, with colorful writing on it. What is your take on low fat salad dressing? So fun fact, your body actually needs fat to help absorb the nutrients that are in your vegetables. So vitamins uh, A, D, K, and E, they're all fat-soluble. So that means you actually need healthy fat mm -hmm. to absorb those nutrients. So when you're not consuming any fat, 
then you're not able to fully absorb it. Right. The other thing, and this is not just with salad dressing, this was with any product that you see as labeled as low fat. Mm -hmm. Let that kind of be a warning bell in your head because if it's labeled as low fat and they weren't to do anything else to the product, then it would taste like cardboard. So in order for it to taste good, a lot of times added sugar Mm -hmm. is what makes it taste good. So there's a lot of sugar, but less fat. Fat isn't always bad for you, but sugar in excess is. What happens when you consume more sugar than your body can burn is that it turns into fat. It can lead to blood glucose issues such as type 2 diabetes, and it causes damage throughout your body. So something to keep in mind. Um, So the solution is, unfortunately, a lot of the store-bought salad dressings do Mm -hmm. have ingredients that aren't great for you. You still need that fat, so an option would be to try making your own. They're fairly simple, or just sticking with olive oil and vinegar are great options. Mm -hmm. There are some more natural salad dressings out there. Trader Joe's has some. So just look for less ingredients, and it's okay if it has fat. That will help you absorb all the nutrients that you just ate. Right. Thanks for that, Em. The next one is protein bars. I know sometimes I'm going between breakfast and then lunch, and in a pinch, I'm my stomach's grumbling because I'm so hungry, so I often want to just pull a protein bar from my cabinet here at work. Um, let, talk to us through about choose, selecting a healthy protein bar. Yeah, Janice, that's right. So protein bars really are a quick and easy way to get fast energy and to stay full for a long time. Unfortunately, the downside is that most protein bars are, again, full of sugar, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes they're not much healthier than a candy bar. Mm -hmm. So when you're purchasing a protein bar, again, don't be fooled by the packaging. A lot of protein bars will be boasting high protein, um, and it will look healthy from the outside, Mm -hmm. but check the back, especially for the sugar because they also have a lot of sugar. So what you wanna be looking for when you're purchasing a protein bar is you want it to have 10 grams of protein or more. Mm -hmm. You want there to be 10 grams of sugar or less. But remember, the less sugar, the better. Our cap should be about 25 added grams of sugar for women and 36 for men. So if you're eating a protein bar with 10 grams, you're already about a third way through your sugar budget for the day. Mm -hmm. And you want it to be about 250 calories or less for kind of a snack-sized bar. Right. And, you know, um, know, with my lunch, sometimes I just want that salty, crunchy snack. And veggie chips are, you know, marketed as the healthy, you know, alternative to getting potato chips out there on the market. So what can we say about veggie chips, especially when a lot of us are, you know, um, may have families and or young kids that are eating a snack, you know, prior to their soccer practice and the parent wants to hand them veggie chips. Are they any more healthier for us? Absolutely. Well, it's confusing because when you see a bag of chips with the word vegetable in them, it's hard not to assume that they're healthy. But that's exactly what food marketers want you to think. Just like regular chips, veggie chips are processed, and unfortunately, during that processing, they lose most of their nutritional value, Mm -hmm. which leaves you with high calories and high sodium, essentially what chips are. Mm -hmm. So if you do like veggie chips, you know, look for brands with low sodium. There's a brand called Original Terra Chips. Mm -hmm. But if you're just looking for a, a salty snack, 
just know that they're not much better than regular chips and to be intentional about your moderation. Right. Um, that sounds great. And the last one on our list are fruit juices and smoothies. And I know, like I just shared earlier, that you grabbed a green machine smoothie from the grocery store thinking it was a healthy option. Um, let's break it down a little bit more. Absolutely. So this is kind of a big ticket item because juices often are marketed as healthy options and they are sold in health food stores and there's a lot of fruit and vegetables in them. Mm -hmm. So they can be tricky. So unfortunately, a lot of these fruit juices, and we're talking specifically about fruit juices, because there are juices with that are heavily made of vegetables. So that's different. But for the the juices that are made primarily out of fruit, you want to be careful because when you squeeze the fruit, all you're getting out is the sugar, not any of the fiber that actually Mm -hmm. keeps you full. So think about it. You can't sit down and eat eight oranges in a sitting, but you can absolutely drink a glass of orange juice with a meal. Right. So you aren't actually getting any of the nutritional value from the fruit. You're just getting what tastes good, which Mm -hmm. is why we enjoy eating the fruit, but you're not getting any of the fiber what keeps you full. Right. So just to break it down, um, we're talking about before we mentioned about the naked green juice Mm -hmm. and this goes to really any brand we're not trying to single out any brand but this is one that most people have seen Mm -hmm. and on the outside looks really healthy it says superfood on it it's green but the 50 or there's a bottle that's 15 ounces Mm -hmm. and it has 58 grams of sugar or 14.5 teaspoons right so compare that to a 16 ounce bottle of coke that has 52 grams of sugar. So that actually has more sugar than a bottle of Coke. There is differences in what it's made up of. You know, there's not the artificial chemicals Mm -hmm. that there are in Coke, but sugar is sugar. Your body processes it the same. And so just be mindful about when you are drinking juices in particular, you want to make sure that there are vegetables and not just fruit and to watch out for the fruit content or watch out for the sugar content because your body's processing it the exact same. Similar goes for smoothies. You are getting some of the fiber because it's broken down, but also just be aware if you're drinking all fruit, you're getting a lot of sugar at one time and it's not necessarily going to keep you full the way that a whole piece of fruit is. So again, the biggest takeaway for today is just to be aware of the nutrition label, specifically sugar content. There's sugar hidden in everything. And to keep an eye out for the serving size. Sounds good, Emily. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you got some good information today and that next time you're at the store and you see an item with a healthy-looking packaging, that you'll take a moment to read the back to find out if it's actually good for you. And as always, have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.